guys and happy Monday. I'm not gonna lie this is my third attempt making this intro so I'll try to keep it short and sweet and um, clear. So I am really pumped to be sharing my conversation with Kiki Perez. I watched 20-somethings back in December and um, was excited to see a show that was filmed in Austin. I mean now there's a lot of shows but I was excited to see a show about young people in Austin and so being able to then you know meet him and um, develop a real friendship with him has been incredible and then I'm even just that more excited to be sharing his story with you all um, because just the opportunity to have an authentic discussion you know for an hour and learn about his life learn his stories is really I mean something I'm grateful for and I'm even more grateful that I have a platform where I can you know share these types of conversations because that's really why I created this podcast and it's been the most rewarding experience having um, the ability just to speak with someone for an hour about things that are that go believe, like beneath the surface. So um, before I put my foot in my mouth or just, just start blobbering, um, yeah, I just wanted to give that quick overview of my um, gratitude <laughs> towards my podcast and people like Kiki. Um and really quick, before we jump into the episode, I wanted to talk about one of my sponsors, which is BetterHelp. Um, you know, Kiki mentions in our conversation that talk therapy helped him a lot in his coming out journey. And I it couldn't be more of a therapy advocate. So um, I just wanted to quickly plug BetterHelp and let you all know that uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you get 10% off your first month of therapy. And what's really awesome is that, you know, BetterHelp was already discounted compared to, you know, regular therapy. So you're really, um, you've got a discount basically on a much cheaper price for therapy than traditional, you know, um, in person. So if you go to trybetterhelp.com slash Zoe, um, that's trybetterhelp.com slash Zoe, uh, you'll get 10% off your first month. Um, I cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. I use it still. I mean, going on two years, the same therapist that I was matched with. And I um, I owe a lot of, you know, my own personal growth to her. So try betterhelp.com slash Zoe and 10% off your first month of therapy. Give it a shot. Um, without further ado, though, here is Kiki. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Solace and the City. Today, I'm so excited to be here with Keanu, a.k.a. Kiki Perez from tw- Netflix's 20-somethings. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, my gosh, no. I just realized this is my first, um, like, in-person really? podcast. Like, everything's done remote, so I was like, oh, my gosh, this feels like I don't I don't know. It's so funny. It's fu- Yeah, I know. It's weird because, like, when I first started doing this, I always did them in person, like, Every single time I would literally like take days off of work just so I could find the time to meet with someone. And then when COVID happened, obviously like things had to be virtual. And I feel like as with a lot of things, people just kind of got lazy and were like, well, we could do this over Zoom. 
but I love doing it in person. I think it makes it just so much more of like a real conversation. Yes, I'm like excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like energy in the room. Like, you know how we like in virtually like like energy is kind of like hard to read. Yeah, and there's like lagging and yeah. No, it's it's um it's always so much fun. And and you also get to hang out with my crazy dog. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. Just hopefully she she chills out. Um but anyways, why don't you start off by telling me a little bit about yourself? So where are you originally from? Where did you grow up? How old are you? What's your story? <laughs> my story. Um, did you my, did you say my name? Is that funny to ask? I'm Keanu. My nickname's Kiki. Yeah. I grew up in Joshua, Texas. People think if you watch the show, it doesn't really talk about growing up in Texas. It shows I moved from Arkansas, but I actually born and raised in Texas. I went to Tarleton State University, which is part of the A&M system. I studied communications. I have received a master's degree in communications. And then I moved to Arkansas. And I lived in Arkansas for about almost five years. So I consider myself like an Arkansan. Um, And so I'm a little bit older, if you watch the show, than the rest of my roommates. I'm 28. I'm 29 next month. I'm really sad. Or in August. I'm nervous but excited. Um, But... Yeah, born and raised in Texas. Wait, that's... And it's funny because you're old in the show, but when I was watching the show, I was like, all of my friends are 28, 29. So, to me, you were, like, the one that was, like, most in my age range. So, you're not old. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I know what you mean compared to the show. So, it's... What was it like growing up in a small... I mean, I don't know much about Joshua, Texas, but... I always laugh thinking of like all the Texas cities slash towns that are named after like white men, like <laughs> Austin, <laughs> Joshua, Kyle, like Tyler, like yes, really uh, can they think of something else? But, <laughs> um, you know, what was it like growing up in that town that like to say, I guess like as politely as possible is probably not as progressive as a place like Austin. Oh no. Yes. Um, I think like Winky's like giving me a bath right now <laughs> with her tongue. <laughs> You're so crazy. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, I grew up or in Joshua, Texas. It was like very conservative, religious. It's small. It was smaller than it is now. Like I feel like how I talk about it now, people are like, Are you sure you're talking about Joshua? Um, like they have a Starbucks now. <laughs> like oh, they're like elevating. But when I was there, we had like one high school, one middle school. Uh, you know. I graduated with, which some people might say that's not small, but it was about, I don't know if it's 200-ish maybe students. So you knew everyone and we all grew up together, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I didn't come out till I was 25. And I, to me, that kind of tells, um, you know, not that I was just my background. Like, you know, I wasn't really, I remember I went to school with like, wh- there was one gay guy at school and I remember people made his life hell. And so I think like, um, you know, seeing stuff like that probably, you know, didn't help me, like, try to come out. You know, it, it made me stay yeah, closeted. Yeah, like, gave you, like, internal bias. That yes. Which, I mean, completely makes sense. Um, but was there a point in growing up when you knew that you were, like, air quotes, like, different? You know what I mean? Like, did you see any part of yourselves in that one guy, or was it, like because that's like almost you know something from like a tv show where there's like one gay uh, or like queer represent like actor like representative 
who's like really flamboyant and like things like that, um, which is like the classic media portrayal taking it to an extreme. But did you ever kind of see yourself as having like a different identity? Yes. And it's so funny because I reflected on this the other day. I remember growing up, um, I, w- I was always told, like, I've never met anyone like you. And I remember th- the first time I heard it positive was when I went to college. I made a new friend. He was like, I've never met anyone like you. And I remember in high school, like, when you hear that, at least back now, I feel like it's okay, it's cool to be weird. It was not cool. I don't know if you know, like, or where you oh. grew up. It was not cool to be weird. Like, you wanted to fit in. You know, everyone wanted to own, like, the same things. And so I remember growing up, I hated hearing that because it was like, I don't want to be... I didn't want to be different. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, again, that internal, like, um, I do remember, like, being called, like, the F gay slur in high school. But, again, back then, like, I c- my mind couldn't wrap around the fact that I was gay. Like, I would not accept that. Mm-hmm. But I remember being teased about being gay. So I think, again, that probably h- not helps. You know, it's like, no, I'm not, or I'm not that. Like, there was such a fight that cannot be me because of just what I was hearing. It was all negative, you know? Like, I yeah. didn't want to be that. No, that's so t- like, I mean, I can even relate to that. It's one of those things where when you're growing up and your parent says, no, you want to be your own person. You don't want to be like anyone else. And, like, I'm thinking <laughs> the first thought that came to my mind was the um, Molly American Girl doll. And that was, like, my favorite when I was little because she was, like, quirky <laughs> and fun and her own person. And that's why my parents gave her to me. Aww. Like, screw you guys. <laughs> giving me, like, the weird one instead of Kit, who was, like, the little blonde one. Aww. And... It's true, like, now I would hate to be told that I was, like, everyone else. Yes. But when you're young, that is something that you you want to assimilate. So, and especially in a place where everyone knows each other and it, the easiest pr- thing to do in that situation is to kind of just not accept a certain version of yourself that you haven't explored yet. Yes. And I remember, I also think, like, again, my friends, we... Uh, like my family, we just didn't know people who were queer. Mm-hmm. And so when I came out to some of my best friends, um, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, I'm sorry. No, no. But like I remember uh, when I first came out, it was to a gay coworker. And he had said, Don't let anyone say, Oh, I've known. Because he's like, To him, that's like the most offensive thing you can say because you took your whole life, you're trying to hide it. And so for someone to say they knew, it's like, I guess taking away like something that was very vulnerable to you. But to me, that's kind of the opposite. Really? Um, I was like, to me, it kind of helps make it easier, you know, because like I was, you know, you I was expecting the worst. Like what? And so I asked my friend Katie. I was like my best friend. She was my first f- like hometown friend I told and college friend. I was like, did you know? And she's like, well, like we never saw you as like straight or gay. You were just like Keanu. And I think because even my college is very – I had a friend visit me last night and we talked about this. I was like, I can't think of, like, there wasn't anyone I could really look up to. There wasn't really gay, queer people at my even university. And so I think for people, because they liked me, but I think it's also, like, you weren't supposed to like gay people, but they like Keanu, so it's like they knew Keanu. I don't know, like, put me almost on my own category. Yeah. Which I also deal with now is, like, you gotta accept I'm gay, you know, because you can't just put me in this box and I'm special. Like, no, like the queer community is my community. Does that make sense? I just dropped a lot. I feel yeah, like. no, that's <laughs> so interesting. And like, I also, I I am really interested by that comment by your coworker because 
I feel like in movies, in do- documentaries, and like I hate to drop this as a documentary reference, but the coming out Colton, mm-hmm. despite your feelings on this guy, like I actually really enjoyed the documentary. I thought it was very interesting. Despite mixed feelings, his show came out the week of my show, and um, it was just to me is very helpful because I was like about to tell the world I'm gay and kiss a guy. Yeah, and then for the you first see time. this like hetero, like like male bachelor figure, like yes, like or you know conventionally hetero looking and things. That's interesting. I didn't realize they came out at the same time. I made my dad watch it. Sorry, <laughs> um, but it's interesting because you know when he told his like best friend and she said. Like, I know it's it's it like I guess it kind it depends like the intent behind it, because on one end it's like, how did you know, like because you assumed like made assumptions about me based off of, you know, your preconceived notions of what a gay person is. But at the same time, that is, you know, reaffirming not to have to explain to yourself. Yeah. And knowing like, I guess being accepted i don't know this is the best reference either to use but literally my roommate hadn't watched um the disney shore it's like 20 minutes long you know they do make those little cartoon yeah and it's that guy switches body with his dog but he's gay and uh i I will have to show you but in the little shore um a spoiler alert if you haven't seen (laughs) it though the mom like he doesn't know she doesn't know he's listening but she's like um, I wish I could just tell him, like, whoever you find, whoever he finds, he's going to, but she uses, like, he pronouns, like, clearly saying she knows he's going to end up with a man. Um, and the, but to the son, that was, like, very, like, oh, my gosh, like, she knew and she loves me. And, like, oh, I don't know. I, I got, I, I get, like, the, sorry, I haven't seen it, but <laughs> I get what you're, I get, like, the, I imagine what the I'm plot line is. explaining it horrible, too. My no, mind no, no, goes I everywhere. <laughs> I, I get what you mean. And it's, um, I mean, I, I mean, I can't say that like I can relate obviously because I, I I identify as straight but just like with anything there is some solace in knowing that like people still loved you even when you maybe didn't love yourself or like didn't fully understand yourself yes yes no the, how was so you didn't come out till you were 25 so when you were in Arkansas so it's complicated. I, I say 25 because that was the first time I told someone. Mm-hmm. And then I was 28 during the show. You like publicly. Yes. But it, yeah. bef- I had only told like seven of my best friends and my parents. So I don't know if like I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I was, I was out, but not out. Like a, no one else knew until I posted the trailer for the show. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't. It's probably different for everyone. <laughs> you know, like, there is, like, the initial people who you're going to tell. And, you know, first you have to also, like, tell yourself. Um, but how was that process for you and how did it affect your mental health? And and even just going back, like, how did, once you came to, to that realization with yourself, like, how did that affect, you know, your your self-belief? Yeah, 25 was a really, like, hard and growing year. I remember, um, like, I'm very, I'm still religious, but I grew up very religious, Catholic. And so I remember, like, praying, like, I want to marry a woman. Like, I didn't want to be gay. Why did God make me gay? And I used to work in higher education, which 
I feel like it's a field if you don't know about, but it's very, um, and it's also sounds kind of braggy. I don't mean to brag, but it's just self-serving. Like you help students through like every everything on a college campus. And so like my job, I felt like I was serving people, like trying to be the best person. And I was like, if you're, I was like, God made me and like God wouldn't make me evil because that's what I thought being gay meant. Like I'm evil, I'm bad. But I'm like, no, like God made me and I'm like, I'm doing good work. I'm like, I feel like I'm a nice person and I don't know, I just had that like inner transition and I originally went to talk therapy for like, uh, I like, I have a lot, ADHD, anxiety, depression. So I went oh, for that. You're, ta- you're preaching <laughs> to the choir. <laughs> okay, yeah, I went for all that. Little did I know, even my therapist didn't know, you know, on my paper, that's what I'm there for. So we started talking about, I think the first session, it just comes out, I'm gay. And I used to not be able to say the word. I had to write it. Um, and I'm so thankful for that talk therapy, which I laugh because that's not what led me to talk therapy, but that's what helped me like, um, I know she hates that I use this example, but she was almost like a life coach or like, I felt like we were talking about, okay, we're going to, how are you going to tell this friend? What is the worst outcome? What's the best outcome? And I would be like, oh my gosh, I haven't done it yet. My appointment's in two days. She's going to be so mad if I don't do it. She's like, no. She's like, this is your life. Like, I'm not setting these check marks. But I'm like, no, it helps me. Like, Keeps, I hold you accountable. Yeah, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, you're like talking like the biggest therapy advocate slash like soon, not soon, but going to be, become a therapist. Like, and that's, I mean, it makes like me like so happy and it's almost like emotional to you hear that how helpful therapy was in that situation because that's what I want to be able to do for my clients. Um, so it's interesting, you know, I actually, I know a little bit about higher education because of my current job and speaking with people working in student services and things like that. Um, and I think I heard you mention on a podcast that like one of the reasons that you almost like came out like involuntarily so to speak is because students would come to you asking for advice yes um and i was wondering if you could talk like a little bit about that yeah that um i don't know if i use it as an excuse but i would like to say like definitely was a push i remember when i was dealing with like okay they're going to come out um i felt like i was playing hide and seek but i had like a blanket on me and thinking no one could see me was like you just have a blanket over you i can see you (laughs) Because students would come up to me asking for, like, queer advice. And it was clear to me, like, oh, my gosh, they they don't know I'm closeted. Like, they think I'm out, which yeah. is so funny. And then that's when I did the whole reflection on, like, wait, when I was on college, there was no one I could go to for advice. There was no representation. And even amongst um, – I worked in housing, and I, I would say, like, an amazing team. And we were at SCC school, too, so huge. Um, there wasn't, like – well, my, my friend who was gay, he left. So I was like, wait, there's not even a gay guy. So I was like, if anyone for these students, like, I want to be something or at least pub or like a figure-wise, um, or not figure-wise, like visually, um, for these students. So I always say the students, like, helped me come out because it was like, I was like, I need to, like, come out to show them, like, it's okay to be you. Yeah, no, that's so admirable. And, like, I feel so much of that in – just my story with this podcast, I, you know, originally started it just mostly to have conversations with other people so that they could talk about their problems and I could like, you know, normalize the conversation about mental health, but soon found that by not sharing my own story, it was almost like I was 
like doing myself and this podcast a disservice because it's like if I'm not being honest with these listeners and being like, yeah, like I had a horrible week or like I'm in a really low place, then I'm not like being my full self. So I can totally relate to that. Um, Like obviously a different story, but similar in that, you know, wanting to be lead by example. Yes. Okay. So going from higher education to reality television, (laughs) (laughs) how did you get cast for 20 somethings and why did you decide to pursue the opportunity? Like what, because I know it was like, you didn't necessarily know what you're getting into, right? No, <laughs> I didn't even know it was Netflix. That's wild. Um, I I laugh because so I work at TikTok now, but I actually was on the TikTok app in my old job, and I saw an ad for, are you trying to like change your life? Are you going through a big change? And do you want to move to Austin, Texas? <laughs> at the time, I was job searching because it was about my fourth year in the same role, and usually, um, like coordinator level, it's time for you to do move. Yeah. But also, when I came out, I realized. I've, and I think it's hard coming out later because it's like I I've loved my life before like I won't you know I was I was you know had these very like dark lower moments but it wasn't like everything like I still like you know my friends I made who thought I was straight I still loved them but I felt like I made decisions not being authentically me and so I thought mm-hmm. career wise I was like did I like not play it safe but went this route as not authentically me so I just wanted a different career. I want to change. I miss Texas. My family was in Texas, living in Arkansas, even though it's close. I was missing life events of my friends and their kids. And so I was like, this seems like I should do him. Two of my friends, they've always wanted me to do Big Brother. And I'm, I will admit, I don't, I don't watch it religiously. But I was like, they always tell me reality TV. So I sent, I saw a typical millennial. Didn't believe TikTok, even though I work there now. <laughs> I laugh. I went to Instagram. saw the same ad. sent it to my friend. She's like, apply. So I applied for that and the circle the same day, but I didn't know, like, I just went to the circle website. Like it wasn't like, again, I didn't know this was Netflix. It just said major streaming network. Yeah. And I thought if it was a Netflix, they would say like the, you know, like the I, biggest. Yeah. So I was like, is this Disney? Is this <laughs> Like you find out Hulu? it's like National Geographic Plus. Yeah, so really <laughs> I was like, oh, because also that's how they worded it. It was like documentary style. You're going to be living your normal life. And so it just felt like, yeah maybe it would this didn't sound like a reality tv show it just sounded like but i was like you know what i'm gonna apply i the next week had a phone call and how he worded his voicemail he didn't use like production show and i was job applying so i was like what job did i apply for in austin i like could not figure (laughs) it out and i was like oh my gosh this is that show um and i did an interview like every week via zoom and then um I don't really talk about this. I don't know if I've ever shared this. Um, I'll share it here first. Um, so but funny. I actually was an alternate. And I remember I was devastated because at this point I knew like how big deal it was. And so I always tell people, because even re- relating back to my higher ed, I was o- I oversaw RAs and we had an alternate list. And some people would be so sad. But I'm like, no. like, And that's why I'm also big on like second chances or not just judging on first impressions. Because I think that was me. I'm very... I'm quirky, I'm shy, and so mm-hmm. I think, you know, maybe I didn't do the best at first, but I'm so glad someone actually gave me a chance because, yeah. you know, I got removed from all this the alternate list, and I ended up being... Oh, so it was, like, Adam an alternate? Is that kind of how it worked of, like, if someone left? I don't know if Adam was... I've never actually asked him. Um, 
Because when it was time for us to get a new roommate. Yeah. Um, but then you guys were, like, actively looking. Yeah. they We had, like, a list, like, you know. Um, yeah. No, that's so interesting. And um, when so when did you find out, like, what the show actually was? <laughs> yeah, they said, um, well, they were, like, they called me on a Tuesday, and they said, uh, and this when I thought I was an alternate. Um, but as an alternate, you still had to sign paperwork. So I was, like. Like um, two of the producers called me and they said, "Hey, Netflix like really want loves you. Um, can you be here Thursday to start filming?" And at that point, I was like, "Netflix." I was trying not to freak out because <laughs> I was like, "I don't think they don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was like a sly on accident yeah. or maybe at that point it was okay." And I was just like, "What? Like, this is Netflix and That's wild." Um, I had I lived where I work, so it was just it was crazy two days like. Well, I thought my work knew it was going, like, I knew it was going through a process, not all the details, but they thought I was going to be able to do a leave of absence, and then we found out it's too long without medical reasoning, mm. so they were like, you have to resign, so it's just a lot, like, leaving, moving, showing up, and kind of just in the process, the producers had told me, like, um, you're going to move in with other people, and you're, you know, different walks of life. That's awesome. That's probably also kind of, like, best case scenario you know as opposed to like a co- like a competition that's gonna yes. just put more stress on your life and it's one of those like perfect moments of something you need in your life aligning with this like random you know instagram ad that came up and lo and behold like now you're like living and thriving in austin that's so wild so crazy oh the world is so <laughs> wild so did you know like be in the beginning of filming that you were planning on coming out and what was it like deciding that you would do it publicly okay that was kind of the challenging part is that um that's so funny i always think it's funny when people call us characters and i just i just use that word character clearly i was like the gay character but i don't think they realized till i showed up how um because they're all la people they're in showbiz i feel like they're around queer people I barely used the word gay maybe, like, once a month. Like, I was not, like, I was queer even. I remember just that year I got okay using the word queer. Um, And so when I show up, it all of a sudden was just, like, thrown on me, like, you need to find a guy. You're going to go out. And I'm like, wait, what, what? Like, I think they thought I was, like, and I'm like, I'm? Yeah. And so uh, starting, it was so hard. It was a really hard transition because I felt like it was, like, just thrown. I didn't know how to swim. They just threw me in water. Um. So it was, it was really difficult at first. That's that's actually so interesting. And it, and it just, I mean, honestly, it just shows how different places, e- like even in the same s- state, you know, Austin is its own, like, and they call it like the blueberry and the tomato soup for a reason. Cause it's <laughs> I've like, never heard that one. That hilarious? I love that. <laughs> but, you know, like with that's just there being such an amazing gay community here that some people probably I mean the difference I think between like LA and Austin is that there's probably a a lot more people in, in I'm just making this generalization but in Austin who had an experience similar to yours whereas in LA it kind of you know as you said like people just like assumed that you were just going to get back on like the dating scene and right into it um, but it just kind of shows that the w- the awareness you need to have in casting people and and just owning their and being open to their 
story in their like process. No, I'm like I've never also talked about this. It's something I do want to bring up. I'm like careful because I don't want to bash anyone, but we had to be um like you had to talk to a therapist before you're on the show and then during the show and at the end of the show, like just to like mm-hmm. make sure you're okay. Uh, um, what is that called? It's like review maybe. Probably something something I would fail. That's uh, why literally my when I was like blind beyond the bachelor. <laughs> fun fact. Um my friend Holland was like, So you would not pass that psych review. <laughs> I was like, honestly, you're so right. I would be the villain because they'd be able to manipulate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's um it's like it's like even like a fourth party because like Netflix hires a company to do the show and yeah, that company hires someone that hires and so I don't know if this person is just like, I don't know, but this person who's supposed to be a therapist, I remember I told me, they're very like, why are you so scared to come out? Like, it's not that hard. It's 2022. And to me, I was like, you are like, and that's why I'm still strong because I'm like, there's people still today who don't come out. I have people who message me, they're like, I'm 40 and I'm just coming out. And so that kind of comments, I'm like, that's very harmful. But I think it goes yeah. to what you're saying is that even, yes, we're in the U.S. and yes, it's 2022, but there's still parts where like it's not okay to be out well look at what's going on in the world right now yeah like, like um, it clearly we're i mean going even back in time yes. but yeah that that's and that's why i'm just such a like despite my own i mean and this is like kind of a tangent but like despite my own political feelings and like beliefs i'm just a huge proponent on listening to other people because at the end of the day you are a product of where you grew up you are a product of the people who raised you and the school you went to and the people you were surrounded by so if you have certain beliefs that may be to me ridiculous or like go against a lot of my values I'm still like I still want to hear you out because unless you're a super like educated person you know who is informed on all these topics and still chooses to believe something that like I deeply disagree with. I don't think you're a bad person. I just think you had a very different life than I did, Yes, you know? And so that's like a huge thing I'm passionate about in, in engaging in dialogues and having conversations. I mean, obviously like this conversation, I probably believe like I, relate to you a lot more than some other people I've like talked to in my life but um yeah just like a little tangent and just being open to different perspectives and different um childhoods etc yes um so I guess so what was because I mean I'm just (laughs) again thinking of the bachelor and with you know with that there I can't even imagine the like the anxiety between the time of the recording and it being released. Were you nervous? Like, what was that like? Yeah, I, so we're actually Netflix quickest turnaround show. And originally the show was supposed to be dropped in like four different drops while we were still like the first, the, okay. Like while we were filming episodes were supposed to be dropping, Yeah, but that was the whole ordeal because we were talking about like, are we going to watch him? Are we not going to watch him? Is it going to affect our dynamics? Like, you know, what if you see, but again, um, yeah. Also people would like start coming up to you while you're still filming. Yes. Um, they just, um, anyone that's worked on a show, I think, you know, like that is so wild editing because editing just takes so much time. 
Um, and so they pushed it back till December. We'd finished in November. And I laugh because I remember us being like so anxious, but a lot of people, a lot of my other reality show friends, their shows, they had to wait like a year. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like I could not imagine having to wait a year. That's um, actually, you guys just stopped filming in November? Mm-hmm. Wow. And so that's why also when people talk to us, sometimes they think, which I know now it's, you know, it's August, but, uh, or not August, it's July. <laughs> oh but, uh, my gosh, if we were August, I'd be fainting. It's about to be July or July, but, um, at first we talked to people like wait you just finished filming we're like yes because they're so used to like time passing by and we're like this yeah and all like the trailers and the lead up and yeah so that makes sense and what was the when it did you know drop what was the reaction from people from your hometown and then the just like the general public overall or you know obviously i'm sure it varied but what was the general consensus yeah positive which I was, like, surprised. Um, I will say, like, uh, yes, I get hate, but I get so much love, and I get, like, messages. At first, I couldn't read my DMs. Um, one, there was, like, too many, but two, like, these paragraphs would make me cry, and I'm, like, I was already an emotional person. I'm still an emotional person. And I was, like, I just can't, like, keep crying every day, you know? But I, I always joke. I'm, like, when I'm on my deathbed, like, I'm going to finish going through my Instagram, like, Aww. messages because they're just so kind. And, again, it's, like, I was so scared to live my life as me and it's like, oh my gosh, like these people saw me and like they love me and they were like telling me the nicest things and I don't, I felt like, I grew up in Texas so I knew Austin's very much like, don't make this LA, don't move here and I was like, y'all, this could backfire. Like I was scared <laughs> people were going to be like, why would you highlight our city? But it's the opposite. Like people are like, do you belong here? Have you moved here yet? And I just feel like, that's why I moved up here. I'm like, I feel like Austin, like she like, I don't know has me protected me support me that's so amazing and that's i mean that just got to be the best feeling and i think one one thing i was thinking about it you know about coming out later in life is like not to you know compare anyone's experience but i imagine that you know when you come out when you're in like high school college those already are transition years where you're still figuring yourself out and like there will be very few times when I can relate to my like 14 year old self, 18 year old self, et cetera. So I think when it comes out later, it, it is almost like two different major chapters of your life. And, but that can also be such a beautiful thing because, you know, you have people who love you and know you as like Kiki from like Arkansas or Kiki from Texas and they still love you. And they also are like, and kind of as, you know, your one friend said, you're just like Kiki. But then you also have all these people that you've met by moving to Austin, these people that you've not met but have, like, seen you thrive through the TV show who know this new, like, version of you that's, like, still you and the same person, but it's, like, you know, the Dasha Bennyfield, the, the rest is still unwritten kind of shit. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, same. That's one of my songs. Oh, it's one of my go-to karaoke's. Uh, oh. Introducing the Grandmother Podcast, where each week grandparents are interviewed by their own grandchildren, sharing stories, exchanging perspectives, and connecting more deeply through authentic firsthand conversations. Featuring incredible people that you've never known and some that you might, we explore everything from culture and relationships to the kinds of important life lessons that can really only come with experience. 
You can listen to new episodes of Grandmother every Sunday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, so, okay. I would love to hear what advice you would give to someone who is maybe in a similar situation to what you were in before, you know, before you came out, before you moved to Austin, like someone growing up in a smaller town that doesn't have the queer representation that like you barely had either. Yes. Um, I, I, so I used to say, I wish there was a guide on to be gay. And I laugh at that now. Cause I used to wish like, why isn't there a book? that's like how to be gay. And I realized because literally like there can't be because everyone experienced a different, like different age, at different ages you're coming out, different, like, um, you know, well, queer, you know, everyone's so different mm-hmm. um, where you're at, stages of life. And so I always say, you know, it is easier said than done. Like, it is hard, but, like, sometimes I wish I came out sooner, you know? I'm like, love yourself. That's what I always say. I'm like, love yourself because I remember I didn't love myself, and I realize now, like, that's the most important piece. If you love yourself and if you are being authentically you, Yes, maybe the people at the moment won't like you, but if you're being you, you're going to find the people that do love you, you know, and, like, that's, like, the most important part in life, I think. Um, So I always say just, like, love yourself first because that's what's going to get you through. And I remember when I didn't love myself, it was just a really dark place. So I wish I loved myself more, even though maybe I thought, like, no one was going to accept me. At least I had me. Um, So that when I do find those people, because you'll meet people like, oh, like, he's being authentic. They are being authentically themselves. I love them for who they are. Then that's, you know, it can be like, yeah, a it'll bring the best people in your life. Yes. I also think, you know, there's a lot obviously wrong with social media, but I think the beautiful part about things like TikTok and, you know, Instagram thing and whatever is that you can be someone living and like, this is something you didn't have, you know, you can be someone living in, um, I almost called it Tyler, Texas, in Joshua, Texas, you know, but, and based on the crazy algorithm that I don't understand how it works, you know, see someone who you aren't physically connected to, but you can connect with someone um, and learn from them and learn, you know, and see yourself in a person that's, you know, hundreds of miles away. Yes, I had, that's what also I think of, um, like PJ and Thomas are this famous gay couple who lives in Tennessee. And I remember, being super closeted, watched them like they were a married couple, and then now like they have a whole family, um, and they actually followed me back th- 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 like last month. But I was like, oh my gosh, and I messaged. Them. I was like, when I was like super super closeted, like y'all were my like, gave me hope, you know, yeah. like someone who didn't think I could get married. It was nice to see these two gay guys married, like growing a family. Oh, that's so beautiful. And that's true. I also tell people like sometimes it doesn't matter your amount of followers. Like realize you have a voice, and you know as long as you have one follower you are like influencing or sharing something so i love that that's a really good way to look at it and that's um yeah and i totally agree and then i guess what advice would you give to people who are not you know um who don't identify as um being in the lgbtqia plus community like what advice can you give them to be better allies and ask better questions um because I think, you know, I know I'm always just trying to be the best version of myself and be as understanding as possible. But I do think, and I'm totally guilty of this, like sometimes, 
nervous to ask questions because yes. I'm like, will that cross a line or is that okay to say? Yes. That's how I laugh. I was sharing this last night too. One of my best friends, we share like everything, like TMI. And I remember when I came out, I was really surprised because I thought they were going to be like, have you, I don't know how raunchy you get on here, but you know, I thought you they were going to say whatever. I thought like they were going to be, you know, like, like, you know, just raunchy. And they weren't, they were very like standoffish. And like, I, I could tell they're just scared. To, they didn't know how to ask. Yeah. They didn't want to offend me. And so this question is, is hard for me to answer, but I say this is like contradictive advice. One, treat them like normal. I remember a coworker and I was still like barely out. I call it a gay bee, like a gay baby. <laughs> And at lunch, he'd be like, so any guys you see, like any guys you're hot? And I'd be like, like spit out my drink, like, oh, <laughs> like me liking guys. Like he knew I was gay, but it was just so weird for like him to make it and normal. He was a straight guy. Yeah, he's a straight guy. He's married. And he's um, but then I was like, I was yes, so, I, I was uncomfortable because I was just like not used to that. But also happy at the same time. Like, oh, my gosh, like that's what you would normally do. Like, if yeah, we if it was down, we're like, oh, like any boys you see, you mm-hmm. know, like. And so it was just so weird that like he did that to me. I mean, just like a normal like setting. Um, but then again, I, I will say listening or read the room because there might be people who like, I don't want to talk about that. Um, me and my friends, again, it was so hard because I know they didn't want to ask. And then at the same time, I was at this place. I didn't feel comfortable like sharing. So when I saw a show or a movie, I would text them like, like Love, Victor was something I really like. People would be like, oh my gosh, ew. But like, I haven't seen the other season. The first season just as like a Mexican male. Yes, he's in high school, but th- I text my friends like, "Watch this. There's probably things you want to ask me or things I can't explain that that it would be answered in yes. the show." That's such that's great advice too, and like, it's also you know when there are documentaries about um, about topics or just things I want to be more educated on, the great opportunity to tune into those um, regardless, and then you know to have conversations about those because yes. I think ultimately conversations are really what are going to make change in in this world, I hope. Um, so I always wrap up with some final questions. Yes. Uh, they're somewhat related to um, to what we've talked about before and somewhat unrelated. And I'm going to start asking more ones because I love this part. So what's one thing in your life that's happened to you that's made you a stronger person today? They go really deep, really fast. <laughs> like, oh <laughs> Jump in right in. I'm surprised I haven't cried yet. Almost. I cry easy. Um, What's your moon sign? Do you know? Yes. Um, Virgo. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's air, right? No, it's earth. I'm a Virgo. But, oh wait, and you're a Leo. Leo, Virgo, Aries. Okay, so. Oh my God, no wonder we get along Why? so well. Yeah. I'm a Virgo sun. Leo Moon, Aries Rising. Stop uh, Oh my gosh, no wonder. We have this same, like, chart just mixed around. A lot of fire. Yeah, a lot of fire. <laughs> and then the Aries Rising. Oh my gosh, I'm winky's even excited about this. She's also a Virgo. Oh. Um, sorry, I completely no, took I back to astrology. <laughs> People are always surprised. I'm a Leo, but it really resonates with me. Um, I would say... This is going to sound so cheesy, but, like, doing the show, like, I literally quit my job, moved, left my home. Like, I had nowhere to go when I moved here for the show, and then, like, I just, like, embraced it. Like, I I kissed a guy on TV, like, for the first time ever, and I don't know. I think that's just, like, 
made me grow so much is just being on your own. I've realized I'm a very vulnerable person, and I don't think until, like, recently vulnerability has been noticed as a strength. I think people either saw it as, like, weakness or just something that didn't exist, don't talk about. And I've noticed now it's rare or it is my strength. Like, I show up to things that, or show up to things. Like, in friend groups, I'm the one that bring up something. I realize people are, like, uncomfortable. We're like, oh, my gosh, like, what are you talking about? And I, I just realized it's not that easy to, for people to share. And so yeah. I'm thankful I, like, honed on that strength or, like, am using that strength. Absolutely. And I – it's also, and I mean, in the similar but different way, like the similarities being moving to Austin. How crazy is it that you're like, life has changed so much for the better in le- less than a year, right? I think about that. I was like, wait, I haven't even been out it a whole year. Been a year. Isn't that crazy? That's so oh gosh, wild. And I get sad about boys. I didn't think about that. I'm like, Kiana, you haven't been out a year. Why are you sad about boys? <laughs> That's so funny. Because. Like, last year when I had my, like, year in Austin, I wrote my journal and I just wrote about, like, month by month, every, like, things that had happened. And it was, like, filling up pages. And I'm like, how did this all happen in literally a year? When, you know, there's other times in your life where it'll just, like, be monotony, monotony, and, like, all of a sudden you wake up and, you know, you're four years older than you were before. So... That's just so exciting and beautiful that, you know, there's so much ahead of you, clearly, if this was all able to happen so quickly. Oh, no, thank you. I'm like, because sometimes I'm like, I don't know where I'm going in life, but I'm like, no, like, big things are ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of, like, looking forward to the future, do you believe everything happens for a reason? So cheesy, but yes. Um, And, like, I just believe in, like, so many small coincidences mm-hmm. like like the butterfly effect yes oh my God, like, that shit freaks me out i don't know like like if you hadn't gotten that tiktok ad you yes, know yes and mm-hmm. it's weird like i work at tiktok now or i think about like you know i loved watching reality tv when i was little and so like it's so weird like oh my gosh like i ended up on it and everything that i think it does happen for a reason and like you do just have to like I don't know, not go for it or put yourself out there, but just embrace it. Yeah. No, I love that. And I agree. I'm a big believer in like, I mean, I think the butterfly effect is just so freaking crazy. And it's the same thing. I'm like, what if at like a bad point in my life, like moving to Austin was pretty impulsive. Like, I don't know if I would have done it if I was like super happy living. I wouldn't have if living in New York, but it's been, like, the best thing to happen to me. I wouldn't have Winky, like, mm. huge, <laughs> like, crazy thing to think about. But, um, and I also think there's a reason that can be found in everything that happens because, obviously, there's some pretty shitty things that <laughs> happen in the world. And so just being able to find the silver lining is, like, how to look at, how to justify, quote, unquote, those, um, those things. Next question. Do you have a favorite quote or a mantra that you live by? I so I always say I used I haven't used this in a while so I was sorry I got thrown off I was like do I have a new one my old one was um smile you never know whose day you'll make just because I feel like I'm like is that such a quote from someone who was like such a dark place I'm just (laughs) kidding I like you know I feel like you walk around and like you never know what someone's been through and so like you never know like when you smile, like that might have been the only smile they've seen that day, or I don't know. I get happy when someone like smiles or waves yeah. at me, 
And so I know it's cheesy. I always say, like, just smile. You never know, like, whose day you're going to make. I love that. And I also say, this was more when I was, like, a boss. I supervised. I would say being positive. Like, how do you expect a positive outcome if you're being negative? Like, I just think, like, if you're being negative, you only have negative thoughts, how is that going to create a positive? So you just got to, like, be positive. That's such a good it's like so simple but so true like yeah that that is like literally if you're in a negative state of mind like you will not be happy with any situation so if you can just keep an optimistic attitude and be a kind person i think you're doing pretty well i've de- i've decided this is tangent but i'm gonna like go through all my episodes and write down each like quote and piece of advice oh. because I feel like I've had so many good ones just, you know, mentioned by all these people that, that I've interviewed. What do you love most about yourself? Oh, my gosh. Um, what do I love the most about myself? That's so hard. That's so funny. I'm trying not to get emotional. I think uh, my vulnerability, I I just, like, I'm just so honest and real. Not honest in a mean way, but, like, I don't know. Like, I can't, open. I can't lie. Like, I tell people, not how it is, because that sounds bad, too. I'm not this person that's like this. I just am open, and I feel like, especially working in higher education, like, I I meet someone and they tell me their life story. I'm a listener. Actually, that's what I like about myself. I'm a listener. Oh, <laughs> I, love I love that. that. Like people I meet and I might not see them ever again, but they usually share something. I'm like, oh my gosh. And my my friends are like, I can't believe they told you that. I'm like, I can't believe it either. But I think it's just. No, I. I well, this makes. I mean, <laughs> to all my astrology haters out there, um, this makes so much sense because I'd say like those are two qualities that I love so much about myself, and like, I'm just such a firm believer that when you all people need to share their story or like open up is someone to just open like the tiniest crack in the door and the, they'll walk right in. And so those it's like, ha- like leaving space for vulnerability gives those people the chance to come talk to you. And then like, you're, you know, there to listen. It's like, I mean, Brene Brown, like, the queen herself yes. like vulnerability is a superpower and i i love that and i love that i love i love that you love that about <laughs> yourself so and last question which is the name of the podcast is how do you find solace in the city which could be austin joshua <laughs> you know wherever like what brings you peace What brings me peace? I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a processor. No. So I think it takes me a while to think. I would say maybe you'll help me find the answer. Like when I'm in Austin, I feel like every day's a movie. And maybe it's because I'm like this country kid, but <laughs> I'm like, how, like. Everything's so beautiful here, mm-hmm. and, like, this is going to sound weird, because at first I was going to say, like, people, but, like, I'm still in the process of making friends. Like, I don't hang out with a lot of people. Um, like, I have a sc- small circle, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm happy with myself. Like, I do so many things by myself. I have strength. Like, I'm getting strength in myself. Yeah, is no. Is this not answering the question? No, and 
I completely agree. Like <laughs> in New York, like my my go to was like just walking, which definitely not as me. beautiful in New York. I mean, in a different way, but same here. Like going on a walk around Lady Bird Way, like when it's not 104 degrees, but just go like walking around, taking in the beauty and like. Like I, I'll and I, I'm a runner, so like I'll go on runs, and like when people smile and wave at me on a run, I'm like, literally, where am I? Oh, that would never happen yes. in New York City, and just <laughs> being able to like, all then all of a sudden, just like stopping, be like, this is literally beautiful, and I'm in a downtown city, yes, with you know skyscrapers, but I, and I think there's a lot that can be like a self reflection done when you're just kind of, I'm a big like self walker and. I know hot girl walking now is a thing, but I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> More for like mental health girl walking. <laughs> I, I laugh because that's why I say hot girl walk. I got it from TikTok. Where did you get it from? I guess TikTok. Like I, I don't know. Now it's a thing. Like I feel like it, all of a sudden it, I'm like a hot girl crying or like a voice crying. But I don't know. I just learned it from TikTok too. I love it. Like that's what exactly I live off of like too. And so that's just like, serenity and um i will say i get i don't know why lately i get lonely but to me it's like just go on this walk and like empowerment i'm I'm working on like loving myself and like being my own strength yes i will say like i know you need people and stuff i'm just working on like that self-love that self-strength oh so important well kiki thank you so much for coming on the podcast you're just an absolute joy to be around and like i feel like I just got so much happier talking to you, and I'm I'm just so grateful for you. I'm like, I'm sorry I'm never this chatty. You made me chatty, so sorry to talk too much. Oh, my gosh, don't apologize. (laughs) I am just so obsessed with you. Where can everyone, you know, follow you? Um, If there's any, like, particular uh, charities that you are, you know, a fan of, like, where to direct people to, wherever. Yes, Um, so – as the millennial Instagram is my main <laughs> thing. I probably like blow up my story post too much, but it's just Keanu Perez, my real name. And then I am on TikTok, but I just like blog on there. I and then I have a podcast as well, which I've you were like way better. I've not I've kept mine with Natalie was one of my roommates mm-hmm. and it's called Hopeful and Horny and it's just about um we kind of talk about things people we feel like aren't comfortable talking about, but we need to talk about because it's like wait, like I do have that question, but I'm scared to ask it. So Natalie and I just talk about it. Um, um, Charity right now, um, there's quite a few like I've been able to work with, which I love. But right now I'm going to point to, oh, I don't want to butcher the name. Um, Austin has its own based. uh, What is it called? Wait, we're having a gala. Unite the, I'm so sorry. I'm horrible with names. I'm looking at it right now. And I'm going to get to be a just guest judge. Oh, wait, that's so cool. What is it through TikTok? No, it's um, Unite the Fight. Um, it's an organization, and they kind of host, like, summer parties or this gala, and all the proceeds go to supporting, like, queer LGBTQT, um, mainly, like, youth, um, like, counseling or... Stu- um. she's like i will support you all the time oh my god well thank you so much again and bye everyone bye